welcome to another episode of Journey of ANR. I'm Rochelle. I'm Armid. In today's episode, we will be focusing on student loan forgiveness. As we know, there has been a lot of conversation about student loans debt and how the government should be supporting people in terms of loan forgiveness. So Armid, what are your thoughts in this topic? I mean, I'm definitely for student loan forgiveness. It would be beneficial to our society overall. What is your overall thought? I do think it's beneficial. I think that as the leading, supposedly leading country of the free world, um, we should have been leading by example. That being said, that I'm look, when you look at other countries who provide um, free education, um, not only in primary school, but like secondary school or even in college and their number of students leaving college or universities with loans is very minimal. It makes you wonder how come they can do it and they still surviving very strong countries and they still have like a strong economy. And for us, I feel like as a free world country or however you want to put it, the United States of America represent, I feel like that shouldn't be a debate. And it is sad to still be in that topic. It's still a, it's still a relevant topic where people feel like it's a debate where we're still debating, you know, should people be getting loan forgiveness? Why is there a specific criteria for it? Part of me feel like there shouldn't. Part of me understand why there should be. But at the same time, I feel like we should have been ahead of the game and we can, but I feel like politics always take precedence and people's personal agenda always take precedence and therefore the people in general suffers for it. So yeah, I do think that it it should happen sooner rather than later. I mean, with not wanting to forgive student loan debt, I feel like we say in this country that, you know, we value education. But in actuality, we do not value educated people. I'm not saying you have to go to a traditional school to be educated, but we're always talking about, you know, people having skills and people don't realize when you go to school, higher learning education, you actually do get a skill. It's called critical thinking. You may not be aware of it, but you actually do get other skills as well. You get other skills about, you know, other cultures and how they act and how you should be respectful. That's one of the few things. But I feel like we're not exactly valuing education. We just like to say we value education. I mean, one of the cons of people are saying that it's like, if you forgive student loans, it's unfair to the other people who did not go to college and who are, I guess, economically um, at a disadvantage or who are poor. So my thing with that is if you're saying that people who went to college already earn a higher income and they shouldn't get forg- their student loans forgiven and people who did not go to college don't earn a higher income. So when we look at it, people who went to college didn't pay higher taxes. And especially if that person is um, single, being that a lot of people are not having kids or not buying houses because a lot of times their student loans so high, they're paying more taxes. 
So how is it that you're telling me because I make more, I'm paying more into putting more into the pot, I should not benefit from it. So that's one of the cons. It's like, oh, well, if you forgive student loans for however amount of dollars, then we need to give it out to everybody. It's very interesting. Again, when we're giving out stimulus packages back even, we call it stimulus packages, but when we're giving that bailout to the banks, they were not canceling people's mortgages. So it's like, it was okay when one sector of the, uh, you know, one sector got it. But now that we're talking about students, it's like everybody has to be on that wagon or it's not fair. So to me, it's like, why is it? It's always, especially when it's a lot of people of color who will be benefiting from it, everybody needs to feel like they get a piece of the pie or whenever people of color again get attention, I feel like people want to get some attention. But when the corporations were getting attention, everybody was like, oh yeah, we have to feel, we have to um save the um, economy, the country, but in reality, this not to make this about color, but this whole economy was built on the back of people of color. Not to digress, let's go back to student loans. So, how is it that we can always give stuff to one sector, except when it's majority of people of color who had to take these loans out, who wanted to take a step up? get educated because they were told that in order to better themselves or, you know, create wealth or get wealth or be able to survive, they had to, we had to have have an education in order to even compete for a job. So everyone did that and followed that model, but now we want to punish them because while everybody was following that model, nobody was controlling the schools to pretty much say that, you know, there needs to be a cap on how much this tuition is. And for some people who had, they went away, they need, there should be a cap on the room and board. All these places got to roam free, but no one regulated them. But we're always ready to regulate the people who are actually disparaged. Because if I may make more money than someone who didn't go to college, but if I have that debt, I technically do not make more money. I just happen to be giving more of myself in a sector to maintain an economy than possibly that person. When I say myself, it's my brain power or whatever I do, depending on what it is. Yes, my I may make more money daily, but that money is still going back to a student loan because that person may not have debt. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I think that we live in a country that's very delusional and strongly believe in appearance we want the world to believe that we are a certain way and we do certain things when in reality it's not a fact I feel like when I talk to people who's like either living in Europe or other countries and I'm like well this is the bill that I have after graduating college and they're like wow like how do you do it like how do you survive right and when you think about it is that a lot of people want to do good they go to college they want to be either their family first graduate graduating person to you know to graduate college and all these things and then they come out they can't even afford to get a job to pay the loan that they're gonna get back they get into those big colleges they get into those big universities And they work really hard to have a grade to even probably get half of a scholarship or something. But when they get out of it, they have to pay that 
back one way or another because they had to take loans. They have to take a lot of loans to, you know, to, to continue those educations. Now, even to add to what you were saying is that whether it's people of color or I'm not even going to talk about people of color, I'm, I will say more like the minority group of people who are being affected by it, who are still fighting for it and who become part of the poor class because they can't have, they can't survive on whatever they're making. And you have people in the supposedly middle class who are fighting for you to stay down because they think that if you come up, then it's going to be a problem. But I think that a lot of people fail to realize is that if we have more people working with less debt and who can afford to have to build the economy, have businesses, have financial freedom, wouldn't that support the country more instead of have a counter effect? A lot of people who I think refuse or who sees loan forgiveness is a problem to me, I think is that they have their own personal agenda to think about, especially people who has business, especially people who are already rich and they feel like, well, if you have business too, then you're going to get the same opportunity that I'm getting. You're going to get this, you're going to get that. And that's not fair. Right. And when was it ever fair? It was never fair. It's never fair for us. And I think that no matter what the criteria would be for loan forgiveness, it would be a step forward into making sure people have a better future. People can provide for their family or even can build a future that they need or create resources for other people instead of people depending on whether it's the government or depending on other stuff that we don't need to depend on. And I think sometimes we fail to realize that. And, and because of that, we, we still living or the people in politics, the um, Congress people or senators, whoever they are, they are, they fail to realize that at the end of it, it's not necessarily about one person. It's not about them. Even it's more, it's actually in favor for the country. But I think that they fail to realize that so much that they still trying to be like, okay, how can we still keep that group in this cage and control this? So that's one way we can control that if we don't do this. So therefore, let's not do that. Or maybe if we forgive a little bit of them, then maybe they can, in the future, they can do this for us or they can do that. It's always about what do I get out of it? Then therefore I should do it. We do it not because it's the right thing to do. We do it because we've seen other countries run properly with no student debt and they still amazing countries. They still have great economy. Let's just follow this model because they actually work. But because we live in a country that still struggle because of, I feel like, personal agendas. It's always about their own personal agendas. And because we are very capitalist and I don't think that's as, as much as it can be a good system. It's horrible. It's a horrible system. It does not work for everybody at the end of it because you still need somebody to take advantage of in order for you to be big. There's so much that needs to be changed. And I think loan forgiveness is one way to start it. And I think that it shouldn't even be a debate. It should be like, I'm just going to do that and call it a day. Like it shouldn't be a conversation, but sadly it is. And that's, that's, that's pretty sad. I was reading this article that you sent, Armid. Forbes had that article about pros and cons. 
and of of students forgiveness student loan forgiveness what are your thoughts on that because I, I feel like there was more cons than pros and the only reason there's more cons than pros is because Forbes wrote it like period like I don't I don't think Forbes is anything of a good source for me in terms of pure capitalistic point of views it's all about the market and how the rich stay rich so therefore you're gonna always see that the people that will get affected by it is the people who continue to benefit with the gap of the government bailing them out so therefore anybody else it's always going to be a con it's always going to be like oh if we pay your debt therefore other people get affected by it if we pay your debt what about the other 40 something thousand or million people who didn't have debt what about them but my question is what about the taxes that i'm paying what about the taxes that i'm paying i don't get anything for it I still get to pay tax regularly in my paycheck. I still get to pay loan regularly. And because I'm single and I don't have kids, I still have to send back. So please help me understand how is paying taxes benefit me and benefit the, how did they say that was the word? Commonwealth or what was it the word? The wealth transfer. I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused with that part. I, I will say, I'll put that bluntly. It's not a topic that I necessarily on my in my daily basis talk about or care to talk about with people but let's let's talk about the fact that my taxes does not benefit me whatsoever people in new york state does not get benefits from their own personal tax like you said it got distributed by everybody to everybody else so how's the wealth gonna benefit me i know my taxes is gonna benefit a war in the future, whatever war it is, that they're going to feel like they have to intervene when they don't have to. So you feel the need to go to war, create machine guns and create all these things and do all those propagandas and do God knows what with my tax money. However, those tax money cannot benefit me with in terms of that value you said in education. You value education, but you don't see the benefit of helping me be better citizen, helping me grow as a person, creating business, giving other people jobs. No, I have to do that on my own in the money that you already taken from me. When you think about it, like it's like the little things that we don't pay attention to, those are the things that affects us in so many ways. And when you think about it too, it's like, in order for you to even benefit of on taxes and all these things, you have to know the loophole of the system. Why do I have to know the loophole of any system in order for me to benefit from it? I was like, create a business at your house, create this, create that, create this, have five kids, continue to have five kids, make them work for you and do all these crazy things. What if I didn't want to have five kids? But no, because I want to take benefits of my taxes. Therefore, I'm going to have five kids and make sure you give me what is due. You know, but what's going to happen is that I get blamed for having five kids, but somebody else who has 10 kids, but who's not supposedly minority, but they have, they contributing in your capitalistic view of society and they are rich and they have like a, a, a colony of children and they, they get bailed out, their company get bailed out at any time it's okay for them to have those things because at the end of the day, they're not paying the consequences I am. But a little thing like a small billion 
for student loan, it's a debate, but it's never a debate about let's buy guns and go kill somebody in another country. Let's go do something that has nothing to do with us. And then it's okay to do those things, but it's not okay for us to value education like you actually mean it. I'm a little confused. I I know like I go like on a rampage right now and it's like, but back to my question. (laughs) What did you think about that article? I think we we need to also make sure we say what article it is so that people can read it. And I mean, it's just called "Is Canceling Student Loans a Good Idea?" and it's on Forbes.com. So if you Google that, you can see it. They have like five pros, and then they have like eight cons. So for the cons, the first one is exclusionary. Like they're talking about excluding 200 um, adult Americans who don't have student loans compared to 45 millions who do. So my thing is, how did that math come up? What, like, what are the age and um, socioeconomic bracket for these people? Like, why don't they have student loans? Because obviously, if your parents can afford to for you not to have student loans, they're more likely to take it on. If your parents have wealth where they can get because I know parents who do that where they can get a private loan and pay for you to go to school because they can afford to pay it off they do that so people who are taking out student loans majority of them is because that is their only source of being able to get an edu- a higher education I don't understand that who how we're excluding them because if they can afford to not be part of the suffering if they don't have that carry that burden, so you don't want somebody else to get rid of the burden because now we'll be on pretty much the same playing field where we both don't have the burden to worry about. I don't understand how that's a con. The other one is like, oh, if 40 million Americans each get 10K of student loan debt cancellation, then that would cost $400 billion. I remember... The stimulus packages cost a lot. Bailing out all these banks cost a lot, especially with, what was it? Fannie Mae and the other one. I'm pretty sure also like you were talking about wars. I mean, I do want security. I'm all for security and I'm all for my freedom of speech and all of that. I do want my security as a US citizen. I definitely enjoy it. However, though, again, I pay taxes as well. So one of the things they were saying was that it talked about poorly targeted so if they forgive student loans then it would benefit people mostly who went to graduate school who earn a higher income again if you earn a higher income and you are not if you would pretty much if having student loans is a burden for you but you earn a higher income you pay more taxes that's why your student loans are burden for you because i'm pretty sure if you took the money you were paying in taxes and could put it towards your student loans the bad that your principal balance would be going down so that i didn't understand so okay one of the other ones i said was just like fairness because people in the past who worked hard and struggled to pay their pay off their student loans okay have we realized that school in 1970s and school in the 2000 colleges in the 2000s they do not cost the same amount not even in the 80s, not even in the 90s. So, all right. So we're not playing in the same exact field. So being able, and not only that though, people didn't have as much debt. 
people who actually were paid high compared to when you talk about percentage and inflation, people actually were able to make incomes where they can survive on one family. I mean, one person in the family working. So things have changed a lot. All right. The other thing is student loan debt cancellation doesn't stimulate the economy. There's a short-term impact on the GDP. It's better that people continuously make a payment for 10 more years. Who am I making these payments to? Who's benefiting from it that me buying a house or me being able to create a business where I hire people because I have now the funds? How am I not contributing to the economy? If I buy a house, I have to pay property tax which then also helps it let's just depending if more people are buying houses and buying property and they're paying property tax i'm pretty sure that also affects the schools because that's where the school a lot of schools get funding so if more people can afford to buy homes and stay in communities where the schools get funding they're probably just we would stop talking about oh these schools don't get enough funding because more people would be paying property tax. Instead of people renting an apartment, they'll be pay- buying a condo. And that would benefit the school systems in that community. Then we would generate even more people and give people more opportunities and help them and expose them to more things to help them grow and make a better society. And not only that, people would invest more. People would go and buy more things to stimulate the economy because they wouldn't have to say, okay, you know, this amount of money I'm going, I can't do anything with it because it has to go to somebody. So what we're saying is these group of people stimulate the economy because of this trickle down effect instead of people themselves stimulating the economy in their own community. That's crazy. And then the other con that they had was that that second stimulus checks, unemployment benefits, and education funding and small business loans may be better ways to provide financial relief. Okay, small business loans. Again, you want people to take out more loans so they can have higher interest so that they can pay somebody else. So as long as somebody else is getting rich off of them working off a loan, that is more better. So in reality, you're thinking about your own pocket. You're not thinking about them, right? So one of the other things they did say, which it should definitely go with student loan forgiveness is the fact that it would be ineffective if we don't address the cost of higher education. That needs to be like, there needs to be some sort of regulation around that in terms of our education system. That I definitely agree with. But one of the things as a New York state resident, I think is really funny is the part where they were talking about it's a wealth transfer. So if they forgive student loan forgiveness, federal taxpayers would pay to cancel student loans and you wouldn't just get it canceled. Okay, I understand that because it, 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 that you don't, it doesn't just disappear. It becomes part of you know, our debt as a country. But again, if I am making more money, unfortunately, people who are classified as middle class who don't even make a hundred, like six figures, or makes probably 125 or less, I believe the range is like 50, if not less, to like 125, 150. They're considered middle class or whatever. That's where it starts starts at. They're paying higher in taxes. And as a New York State resident, New York State is one of the places where they pay the most in federal tax. So what you're saying to me is I can put into the pot 
as our governor said, right, when we were asking for assistance from the federal government for our for, to deal with COVID, we can put into the pot, but New York State residents cannot get anything back. Yeah. So it's okay if I keep putting into your pot in your pocket in this point, right? And you decide you're going to keep it and put it in everybody else's pocket. But for it to benefit me, that's crazy. With an asterisk next to it, it's like, there's always a condition. Oh, no, keep giving to me. Give me, give me everything you got. Yeah. However, read the fine lines. The fine line says, for me to give it to you, you have to do this. You have to do that. It's like. No, it's always somebody else has a higher need than you because you need to, you can afford to put into the pot. No, they can't afford. I'm sorry. The same way I went and then the other, the same way I went and I decided I was going to get a higher education. Yes, I understand. I made a decision to get a higher education, but that decision was also impacted and controlled by society. Society told me that if I didn't get an education, actually, I remember when I was in high school, they used to do that stupid, um, well, it's not stupid, it's very good, but they used to do this example where they show you if you get a high school diploma only in life, how much money you're going to make. If you get a bachelor, an associate degree, how much you're going to make. If you get a bachelor, how much you're going to make. If you get a graduate degree, how much you're going to make. And if you somehow end up, you know, whatever, like being a doctor or something. But anything graduate and above, like, you know, graduate within the same field, whether you were in med school, law school or whatever, you still will end up making more money than somebody who graduated high school only or didn't even graduate high school. So what you said is you put the idea in my head to better myself. But in reality, you don't want me to better myself. What you want is for me to get that. The idea was really your plan on getting, making sure I continue to be a slave. That is how I see it. I'm a slave who now has this debt on my head. And this thing about student, about federal student loan debt, those debt, you can't get rid of it. And if you default on a student loan, they can touch anything you own. So in reality, you just, you designed that to put more shackles on me and sold me an idea thinking that. I was going to actually have an opportunity to better myself. But what you did was somehow, I'm not, so it was asking me to pick one shackle over the other. It's a mirage. <laughs> it is like, it's a mirage. I, listen, I've never been in a desert. Like I really want to experience that in my life where you're in a desert and you experience a mirage and you think you see the water, but it's not actually the water. I mean, I know it's silly, but Come to think of it, you're actually leaving the, that's the reality. You're leaving the mirage reality. Like they make you think that you're leaving the American dream and this is the life. You need to go to school, get a degree. And then when you're done, get the loans. On top of that loan, add another loans, get a house, get the white picket fence, and then keep giving them back, keep giving them back because that's all you have to do is give them back. And then the moment that you your eyes open and you're like, okay, I know how to go around the system. I read the loophole. I do this, I do that. Then it's like, oh no, you're too smart. you too this, you too that. We need to bring it down a little. We need to kind of like remind you that this level was not meant for you. 
and I mean, I'm going on a tangent here, but I remember there's this, this guy, this rich guy that got so upset because of GameStop, that whole GameStop stock thing that happened not too long ago. And he was like, just to paraphrase what he says, but it was more like in a way he was saying, because they favored us with some stimulus, now we think we all that enough to even go and make him lose money. It's like, you never realize that at some point, people would realize how the system work and just work against you. A lot of people need to start doing that. It could have worked against them, yes, but at the same at the same time, it just happened to work in their favor. Now, don't be mad that we know how to work the system to our benefits too, because you've been doing it for years and you got away with it and nobody tell you anything. So now we took a few of your million and you mad? Come on, don't be mad. Like you'll be fine, you'll survive. But the point that I'm making is that even that in itself shows you how much people think that, okay, I'm just selling you this illusion and you need to follow it. However, don't ask question or don't go against it. Because if you do, then therefore I have to figure out how to make sure you don't keep asking questions, right? And it's like, that's just wrong, you know? We have to pay all these things However, we still have to live in the illusion that, you know, yes, in order for us to make it, you have to go and have a PhD. In order to be successful in this field, you have to have that. And you still keep getting requests. Funny thing, even for the state, even for the city, there's this thing about, there's a difference between I want to go back to school for my own personal benefits and I want to go back to school just because I want to have more money. So the city has this thing where if you're working for the city, whether you're a teacher or whatever branch you are, you can still go back to school and claim that those courses that you have. So it's like I go back to school and then I was like, I'll be like, okay, I earned 12 credits. So if I claim those 12 credits, so therefore they're going to give me some sort of a raise or they're going to adjust my my income or whatever. But when you think about it, it's like, so if I don't go back to school, then I don't get this advantage. I don't get to take part of this advantage in itself. So maybe I should take some more loans. And then if I do take loans, then I get paid more in order to pay back that loan that I just took to get those credits. It's like, it makes no sense. Like, it makes no sense. Like as good as it sounds, it also makes no sense to me because what advantage am I going to get out of it? Because I'm still going to pay you back, you know? But that's why it's called, it's like a cycle. It's like, you know, you think you're two steps ahead, like you're right there. But not only that, it's a way of also making you dig yourself deeper because it's like you're barely making it because you have to pay back the loans, right? And then you're like, okay, well, maybe... It's like you go, you take this loan and let's just say you take this loan, whatever. Let's say you take $15,000 loan to get these 12 credits because you're thinking, okay, I take $15,000 loan and I'm going to make, let's say 10. Yeah, but that $15,000 loan doesn't stay at $15,000. So you may say, okay, you get 10 that first year, you get five that first year, but you were barely making it before. So you're going to, you, you're not going to get 10 because depending on how much that that 10 can change your tax bracket, 
And now you don't get 10, you probably get, let's just say seven or probably, you know, 6,500. So really you don't even get half of what you thought you invested in yourself. And that only goes to meet your needs. And then now your student loan payments are higher because even if you were not every place actually, you know, pays fully for people to go back to school. So even in that, they're not really investing in their workers anyway, which is why a lot of times people are shocked with the new, like the generation, like millennials and generation Z's when they're entering the market, they're not staying in a job because no one wants to stay long-term and work for you because you're not investing in them. But again, the system keeps saying, get more education, then you make more money. But what the system is really saying is get more in debt, you know, make your suitcase heavier. So we tell you, you can't fly. You can't fly anywhere because you don't, your suitcase is too heavy. They're not letting you on that plane because you can only afford that one suitcase. So you want to carry all your stuff. But somebody who can afford five, five million suitcase, their suitcase is not going to be heavy. And yes, they can go fly everywhere they want because they don't have that burden. So that's the thing. I mean, the Forbes article did put some pros, which I guess I'll agree with, which is that, well, two of the pros, which was weird because they pretty much disputed in their cons. So in reality, did they have five pros or three? Not sure. But one of the pros is that financial freedom. Like I keep saying, they can buy a home, save for retirement, launch a business, start a family. And a lot of things is people are not starting families because they can't afford to start a family. And not everyone wants to just start a family. And some people, it's not wrong to have the ideology that you want to start a family, but there are certain things you want your family to be able to give to your child or your children. And they feel like they can't do that. The other thing is it definitely would reduce inequality, especially economic inequality, because I feel like, you know, it is a lot harder to get ahead if you have to put the ladder together to climb it, as opposed to somebody else already having the ladder prepared for you. And I'm not saying that people are getting handout. It is just that if you have the foundation to build a home, obviously the home is going to be built faster. Because if you don't have a foundation and you build a home, it's not going to be a secure home. So the other thing is that I do feel like some people really get depressed, which is it would reduce depression. People do really do get depressed and anxiety over their debt growing because unless you can make payment towards the actual principal, you're not going anywhere. The way the interest is set up, and you're not going anywhere unless until you can make payment towards the actual principal. So, and I think that a lot of times, like when people look at the amount they owe in student debt, it's like it's like a mountain you can never actually climb. It is depressing because I'm like thinking about even mine. I'm like, yo, like if I budget and this thing keeps growing, how am I exactly supposed to really pay it off? you don't (laughs) so like how do you expect somebody to pay it off if it keeps growing and you're making the payment and if all these programs that if you're saying all these programs they're making is not actually working then there's a problem with the system and we need to just recognize that yeah so the other thing that it said was like fairness which it also mentioned that it wouldn't be fair 
it because other people paid their loans from the 19 whatever. But this time he said, well, we build up billionaires and corporations. So let's provide financial relief for everyone else too. I think that's the thing. Like, no, not financial relief for everyone else. Let's tackle things and and put appropriate measures in place and tackle it in ways that is good for that, for that particular issue. Everything doesn't need to be a blanket. I'm going to throw this at and it's going to erase the issue. No, you need to address that issue in the particular way that it's going to be fixed moving forward because every solution doesn't fit every single problem. So no, I don't think we should just financial relief for everyone. Uh, Sorry. Like the same people, some people didn't get a stimulus check. So because there's there are parameters around it. So there should be parameters around other problems as well. So if you're offended because, you know, I'm sorry, not sorry, but blanket solutions for every problem doesn't work. Another thing, it, it also said, oh, it would stimulate the economy. But then it said that that was a con as well. So I'm like confused as to. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like, so like, I feel like, you know, when somebody feels like they want to have an opinion about something, I'm going to write and I'm going to have an opinion about this whole loan forgiveness thing to make sure that people see that I take a part of the conversation. Yeah. However, I'm going to contradict myself in both side i'm gonna say the con and the pros but i'm gonna kind of like use those big words to confuse you and make you feel like i'm saying something special when i'm not even saying something special and i get that listen that's you as a writer good for you but don't make it seem like you are playing both sides by justifying okay these are the pro for these people these are the cons for no you're doing a mesh because you're actually mixing everything because you don't stand anywhere. So, I, and I don't, I don't know. I think they stand somewhere. They stand with the cons. That's why you already I, yeah. see there's so many cons. I don't I don't care. Actually, I don't care about the article or where they stand. At, at the end of the day, they're not helping me because they're not even giving me a cent for my own loans. <laughs> my, listen, my loans still stay the same level. <laughs> it's not going to go down just because Forbes write this article. Kudos to them. But... What I'm saying is that at the end of it is that it's, I keep saying sad because that's the only word that I can think of, but it's like, it's pretty sad that we in what, 2021? And this still, this is still a conversation about who agrees and who doesn't agrees about what loan forgiveness should look like or who should get it. And I agree with you. There should be some sort of a criteria. Some people should get it and some people should not get it based on whatever that criteria will be but at the same time it shouldn't be a debate it should never be we shouldn't have that option where people feel the need where they're like should we give it or not is it worth it or not does it serve a purpose or not well it does serve a purpose and yes financial freedom is the biggest one because a lot of people do not have that. They don't have that. They can't afford to because they stuck. A lot of us are stuck and we have to work harder in order for us to even live in this 
illusion of having financial freedom when we don't. We try so hard to to do stuff and it was just, you know, that's another topic. When you think about it, a lot of people and a lot of people right now, whether it's Gen Z or millennials, they try so hard to give themselves a heads up to financial freedom by building themselves up in one way or a form so that they don't stay in that bracket. They don't stay in that cycle that goes back and back with debt. And some of them does it well, some of them don't. But at the end of it, it's like, that shouldn't be a conversation. Whoever, whether you stand for it or against it, or you think, yes, maybe we should give it to some people or not. Just think about the fact that maybe you actually don't have loans. So you don't know how it feels to go home. You don't know how it feels when you go home every year and then you have to get that letter that tells you, well, this year, this is what you're going to get. You have to pay next month and, you know, pay, keep paying it next month. It's just going to keep being there. It's, and like Army is saying, it doesn't go down really. Like the number stays the same. Listen, even if you pay a thousand dollar a month, that it's like you pay a thousand dollar this month, next month, it's as if that thousand dollar just got increased with interest. It's like you're like, I thought I paid a thousand dollar a month, so it should go down. It doesn't seem like it, you know, it doesn't seem like it, and you have to go around it to figure out how to make it. Either you put some plan, some plans that you have, you put them on pause and pay this and get it over with, which also keep you back because you can't move forward because you had to put your life on pause in order to deal with this because you don't want to keep paying it. Some people, that's what they do, you know? And it's like, where's the win? There's no win. How am I, like, how, how am I going to, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just unfortunate that people are so, I mean, I guess you, I guess it's based on the fact that we do, I don't know. I don't feel like it's a capitalist. It's because it's a capitalist country because there are plenty of other capitalist countries that have adjusted. Oh no. When I say capitalist. Country, no, no, I'm just saying. No, Hold on. Not to cut you off. When I say capitalist country, I think this country, their capitalism is a different, it's a different breed. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like a different term on its own. Like when you talk about capitalism in the U- in the U.S., I think other countries that are capitalist, they have a little. They have some sort of social. Social kind of like. Conscious. Dances. Like, you know, when it comes to the social part, it's like whenever you, we, we see the word social, we're like, oh my God, this is, we have to build an immune system and protect ourselves. It's like, can't get through. Like, you know, if you even think as a social life, is that the word? Socialist. <laughs> it's not even a socialist. This is the thing about people, though. They don't realize that you be, being having, having, but they have socialist aspect to this. But we're not going to go there. We're not going to. But I'm saying, like, they don't realize how helpful that can be. You know what I mean? They fail to realize that because they so stuck up on this black and white capitalism but this is a thing though right it goes back to it if i'm not educated right if i don't if all no offense to people who only have a high school diploma but 
if you because you can still educate yourself outside of going to a formal college or whatever because so if you don't educate yourself then you are allowing society to educate you and one of the avenues of educating people like i said from the beginning you get a skill by going to school somebody pushes you to think critically right and some people might need that in reality when you go to school no offense you get a piece of paper a lot of times you don't get a you just get a piece of paper that says okay you can have this much in the salary or whatever or you can let's just say you can go here okay we get that it's a gateway but what i'm saying is it also depending unfortunately for some people they don't but depending on the professors that you get they can actually help you develop your mind so you can think but one of the things people don't get is like when you don't develop your mind somebody else is developing it for you so you you listen to the news, you read this article, you listen to this. Actually, there, there's no such thing as news anymore. You listen to this correspondent on whatever channel, tell you their opinion and their understanding, and you take that, you soak it up. That's not education. That's actually miseducation, and they're dumbing you down. Because if you were actually being educated, you would actually see that you would have actual control and they wouldn't. They would have no need to come on there because you would have already known how to critically think and make a decision. So you don't even get news anymore. You get people's interpretation of what is going on. So that is one of the things I'm like, no, nobody wants to push for people to actually be educated, financially educated, right? Nobody wants people to be, you know, educated about cultures, about politics like when people are saying forgive student loans and reform higher education if you think about it right that is actually very radical because people are afraid again a lot of things come down to fear if you reform all of that and people can actually be educated right you can't have everybody in the same playing field you can't have everybody wanting to, like, being able to reach you, your status. Because within generations and generations, those things will start equaling out. You can't have that. But I will always give you the little carrot at the end of the stick to make you think all of you can get that. So maybe one or two of you can, uh, you know, reach that status. And then I'll keep selling it to you that you can also reach there too. So when I keep telling to you that you can reach there too, but you have to hold down your own, you know, the people next to you in order for you to get there, then yeah. So it's so funny because, you know, the crab and the bell mentality also goes with people who are within the social, same socioeconomic um, sphere or whatever, class. So it's actually very interesting that people don't think about it and then I remember one of my professors said that it was like in this country everybody think that this is the best system because I didn't mean to go over oh we didn't mean to go oh if we're not diverting from student loan but everybody seemed to think that there'll be a millionaire but technically now there are lots of millionaires or can you be a trillionaire though but because everybody believe into the system that they can be a millionaire, they think it's working for them because they're born into that. But 
what it is in reality though what's happening is you can end up in debt for a million dollars because you're trying to so now you're putting on more shackles more shackles more shackles and you're digging yourself and you're burying yourself over and over because you bought into it but that's what they want you to think they don't want to give you a way out and I feel like a lot of people don't want they don't want people to let's just say oh if I don't have to pay my student loans I can put this into a savings account then I can let's just say eventually buy investment property if I didn't have to put this into student loans then I can go and invest my money in whatever a business in the market the stocks whatever you can get a, a property outside the country you can buy rent, um, you know rental property vacation like property vacation property you can do so many things you can invest your money you can save your money and put it wherever but we can have you growing capital we can have you not be indebted to us because for you to be free is scary because now I can't control where your money is going. So to tell me 45 million Americans have student loan debts and 200 doesn't, where do you get where the, the numbers? Like who are the 45 million who do in the 200 who doesn't, who, yeah, who don't? And does the number matter? I don't think the numbers matter. It doesn't matter. I'm in the reality, so socially, it doesn't matter because if you're suffering, the point is if you're suffering, you should get help. It doesn't matter. And and I feel like that article makes it seem as if, so you're telling somebody to, I should feel bad because you were born in a system where you can afford you were born into money, so you don't have to worry about that. You probably don't have a degree. You never experienced what it means to have a degree because favorite has always been given to you. But somebody else who wanna make it out in the, make it out of the system or build a family and provide for their family and make sure they don't have, they have that financial stability to do so, they shouldn't get that opportunity because back in the days when you didn't go actually go to school and pay for it, it was given to you for free or whatever it is because they know your mom, your dad, or whatever the case is, or whatever, or maybe you actually didn't go to college at all. So somebody like you, I should be like, oh, you know what? He didn't get the opportunity. She didn't get the opportunity. So don't give it to me. You know, it should be all equals. It's not equal. I can't call yell and be like, listen, my mama is, my mama's not rich. But what I'm saying is that like, you know, like if I'm telling you that my daddy is uncle John or whatever the name could be, like, you know, I can't call anybody and get favors. I have to pay for it. I have to pay for school. I have to get that degree in order for me to get paid the amount of money that I need in order to be successful, whatever that means in this country, right? No matter who my parents are, it's irrelevant, right? 
whether it's Shantae, Shaniqua, Uncle John, Uncle Tom, whatever it is, it's irrelevant. They don't care about that. However, other people get that opportunity. My mom and my dad can call somebody and be like, listen, that's my son. Okay, paper is signed, done. You go to school for free because I called a favor for you. I mean, you may not go to school for free, but the I thing about it is like they can afford it. I'm not even talking about the afford. I'm talking about the people that get to go to school for free just because mommy and daddy call for them. I'm just saying it. Point. Uh, you know, like those people get that opportunity. They get those favors. We don't get that all the time. We don't get that. Like probably, maybe there's like a zero zero one percent chance one of the, one of us might get benefits of it. But I'm saying at the end of it is that you want the people who are suffering through loans. And like you said, who are depressed, who are depressed, have anxiety, <laughs> anxiety, who know, who can't make, who can't actually have a, a living, who can't even, those people can't even say that they can take a vacation for one day because they have five different jobs in order to make ends meet. But you're telling me those people need to feel sad and compassion and talk about fairness when the system has never been fair to them like you want me to worry about you about something that you will never understand you never know and say like you know you need to think about us too because it's not fair that you get the government to bail you out of your student loan but it's fair for you and your mom and your daddy and your company and your ten thousand million trillion dollar company to get bail out out of my money and my taxes, but it's okay. Let's have a real talk then. You will never wanna have that conversation because you don't wanna take accountability. There's another problem. Nobody wanna be accountable in this country. You I know think that I mean? might be another topic. I mean, I know, but listen, <laughs> nobody wanna be accountable for that. Like, I don't wanna be accountable for the things that I'm, which go back again to privilege. We talk about that, right? Nobody want to be accountable for the things that they have and they get. But it's okay for you to be like, oh, no. If you're going to get $50, right? If I'm gonna, if the government is going to give you $50, even though I have $1,000, I still want some of your $50 because it's only fair. Is it? <laughs> Of course it's fair as long as mine keeps going <laughs> meanwhile i owe a thousand dollar right i owe a thousand dollar the government is like you know what i'm gonna give you 50 and you come out of the way you're like but that's not fair i want 52 but you have what i have you have triple what i have triple like I'm, <laughs> you know, like I'm just you know but you want what I have because you feel like it's not enough. The greed, the lack of accountability, the lack of people feeling like they're so entitled and they need to have all the time. Yo, people just feel like they just have. The word have, that's their, that's their favorite word. I need and I have, and like, I need to have and have constantly. I don't think they ever pause to realize, okay, let's, 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 reimagine this for a second let's reevaluate this how can we make it better the moment you start talking about how can we make it better 
Oh no, you move, you're moving away from our point of view. You're moving away from our beliefs. We've been, you're moving away from our values. Yeah, because I need to still be at the bottom and you're on top. Go ahead, keep riding. The horse is still healthy. Go ahead. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just sad. And like, I don't know. It's just. Sometimes I can definitely say it's kind of depressing because it's like, the like you mentioned the greed i don't understand how okay it's kind of like if they're not talking they're talking about ppe loans right what was it for the it doesn't affect me so other than the fact that i pay taxes do i think that people can benefit from it yeah businesses and all that so why would i oppose it uh, fortunately, I work where that would I wouldn't I wasn't furloughed, but yes, that's fortunate for me. But and the reason I was not was because I have these student loans because I went to school because I wanted to have in case if something happened, this would not happen. And I picked a field where if something was to happen, society would still need me. I'm just venting in the background. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I can't hear you. Yes. Yeah, so and you want to find not giving your ass credit for it either. And because they think social work is not a valuable but job or field anyway, just like they saying, you know what, never mind. Well, that's the, well, we can talk about that different. But what I'm saying is though, I picked the field. I went to um school because I wanted to in case some situation like this happened. I'll, you know, I picked a pill, a field. I picked, um, you know, a place to work where, you know, it would be essential. But you're mad at me because why would I be mad at people because they were benefiting from the PPE loan, PPP loan? I don't know, whatever it's called. Those loans that came with the student uh, unemployment. Why would I get mad? I don't get mad that they're benefiting from that because they are in need. This is you know, alleviating and providing them with some sort of assistance and alleviating their burdens. But I feel like now I can, I have the ability to think of other people's needs. And somehow when it comes to the needs of others, people like to have just like, you know, look the other way. And that selfishness is also a way where people cannot cooperate and it doesn't help you build anything. All you're really doing is destroying relationships because now what you're teaching me though is like to be selfish. Because in reality, for me to continuously keep giving you and keep assisting you, but when I'm in need, you don't support me, I will I would be insane. You can declare me insane if I continue to do that path because. In reality, I am human. I'm a human who learns. And we are all human to learn. So if you don't want someone to, you want the support, you need to give the support. So even though this situation doesn't, may not impact you, you may not gain from it, that does not mean you don't support the people who would gain from from it. Because there's always going to be a situation where you gain and somebody else doesn't. But we have an issue where we, we seem to think that we can't do two things at the same time. You can 
talk and drive. You can move your lips and drive. You know, it doesn't mean that. You can think and walk at the same time. So it doesn't mean you have to pick always you because you benefit. Because when you always pick you, then the other people always pick them. And then you just have a divide. And when you have a divide, guess what happens? Somebody else likes chaos and benefits from chaos. Someone always benefits from chaos and from people being divided. Someone always does. That's why if you look, that's why if you look at the world, somebody's always benefiting from people from infighting. So yes, PPP loans and all the unemployment that benefited you. Um, stimulus check benefited some people. You know, bailouts for the government in twenty what was it like two thousand nine bailouts for the hotel industry, airplanes, whatever was part of the stimulus package, benefited them. What is it when it comes to people who went and got, who got formal education because that's what we were told to do, somehow we should be punished, but nobody else should be when it's their turn. I understand like people, people are hesitant to, you know, forgive student loans on like a blanket, like, you know, page or whatever. So do you have an idea of what the parameters, like if there should be parameters and what there should be for forgiving student loans? I don't know, to be honest. I do think there should be a parameter. I do think that there should be like a criteria. Okay. I do think that people who are, in social services, whether you are educator, healthcare to a limit, I guess like more like nurses, like if you, I'm talking about people who's at the service of the people. Okay. One way of an, or another, but mostly people who are working in the public sector, right? Because public sector doesn't pay as much as people think. Some do. Some don't, depend on what field you are in. Whatever it is, like, I feel like something needs to give back and it shouldn't be a debate. Like, for example, if you think about it, let's talk about nurses, for, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Nurses in public hospitals or something who's been dealing so much with, with COVID right now, right? Thank you. I appreciate the fact you stopped loan payment for a year or two appreciate it. However, they're going to go back to that very soon if they own, if they have to pay the loans. Nobody's going to care that they had to take care of people with COVID after that. That's not, that's no longer relevant. It's no longer an excuse. Pay me my money. That's what the government is going to say. Pay me my money. They're not going to remember that you had to work hard night and days to take care of, of the people. They don't, they know it's no longer relevant. That issue is done. COVID is no longer relevant because now when we're talking about loan, you need to pay back. So I think those people deserve that. Teachers, educators, I'm going to put educators because school had to stay open and we had to take care of the kids online and make sure we provide education when the world was in chaos. We still had to do that. So yes, whether it's public facilities that offers mental health services to people, you know, 
those people need to have some sort of understanding, like, you know, get, give them something back. Don't just say, thank you very much for, for all of you. And you know, you guys were amazing during COVID. We can't repay you. Yes, you can repay me. Simple as that. If it's a job related, don't, I don't want to hear thank you. I want my thank you to come in form of payment, which is the US dollar. Cause I mean, you can give me gold. I'll take gold. <laughs> I'll take some Euro. I'll take some pound, the great British pound. <laughs> take yen, but I don't care. It needs to be some form of thank currency you. that I can use some monetary currency. You can say thank you. At the bottom of it with a card and be like, these are for you. I don't need a card. Like my auntie said, don't spend the money on the card. Just give me the money. I still want you to say thank you, but give me that. That's not funny. I don't need you to say thank you. I just, I'm okay with you giving me money. You see how, you see how for the, for the military, they're like, thank you for your services. And they give you something. They give them something. I don't know. Thank you for my services. That was a freaking amazing service. Thank you for my services for the past two years as a nurse, as a doctor, as a, as a first responder, as God knows what. Thank you for my services. And because of your services, your loan are a sponge. That's not too bad for you to think. You shouldn't, even if you're rich, you shouldn't even debate that. That has nothing to do with your money or the you are not fair or your kids not going to get that opportunity because they are not nurses and educators or your grandkids not going to benefit for that. No, because when the time was hard, people was facing it head on. Yeah, because people had to go to work, like people who work in people who work with mental health, right? Depending on the mental health person where they need someone for 24 hours. Like there has to be someone there watching them. People had to still go there. And that was even before they were giving masks. People were wearing masks. So it was just like, okay, people still had to go there. People still had to take them to community. People had, before they were found, people had to still take them to appointments. When it comes to people who, who work in the DD field, you still had to work and make sure whether you were providing director care, making sure they get services, making sure... If they were possibly sick and you still had to go and make sure they were that you continuously expose yourself to make sure they were okay, then there's a different aspect where people have to make sure they're not being abused, they're being well taken care of because the oversight never goes away. And educators, yes, they moved on to online, but that makes it a different, a whole different field to navigate because it's like, how do you engage? a child you're not physically present with because body language and energy like people don't think about it the body language the sense of energy that somebody gets when they're in your presence that helps you connect with them is no longer there so and you're thinking about and the thing is that it's a it's as if you're doing a you didn't go to school to learn about how to teach a kid remotely you had to learn how to adapt you have to adapt all over again but yeah, this is the thing though. So you, so all these people, their minds were working double time, but they had to figure out life. People in the healthcare field, people in the social worker field, and a lot of public sectors, they didn't just get to stay home. Not only did they have to worry about their family, like you were worried about your family, but they still had to now use that brain in that degree they went to school with and got that loan for to make sure other people were still okay, whether it was mentally physically they still had to do it and sometimes some places 
for certain sectors, even though they could do remote, they still had to do that one-on-one, face-to-face, because that was the only way the information could be passed. Yeah. I get it that the healthcare field was the, the one. And fortunately, so many people, those people, thank God, decided to go into the healthcare field. So if your grandkid, your child doesn't benefit from, let's just say they decide to give essential workers at least, like, you know, forgiveness, that's not everybody else's fault because your child decided to go into the for-profit sector yeah. where that was not deemed a necessity at a time of crisis. It's not the rest of everybody else's fault. It will ever seem as a necessity. But that's what I'm saying. So that child was already thinking doctors, about that. You back them up. So the rest of people who are thinking about helping society and were already willing to say, okay, you know, I'm going to help society even from then. So now you, what you want to say to us is not that the system is, we're going to be reopening, whatever. Oh no. Why would we help you even though you kind of like were the legs? Yeah. You kind of maintain it. No, we don't need to help you get legs. What is wrong with you? You just stay at the bottom so while we still walk all over you. And that is one of the things it's like, it's like you have to be down on your knees or before you realize that you need your feet to walk. And even then you take it for granted should you repair it at the fact that you'll walk if you lose your feet completely that's when you you remember why you needed your feet and i think we have to really make an effort i'm not saying that everybody should get forgiveness and there should be definitely be parameters whether it is based on income and i definitely think one of the aspects should definitely be that public some you have to provide some form of peers in the public sector i think that should be a period because and it should not be just for for for-profit hospital it needs to be for i guess you said state or public hospitals so i feel like everybody in order to get the student loan that should be one of the criteria and i feel like it should be i think the new york state criteria for free education is what five years are you supposed to stay here and work five years in the economy i'm not sure but i think five years is not bad because if you get out of school at 22 if you don't go to grad school or if you go to grad school you get out 24 25 and you decide to do your first five years there that's by the time you're 30 you're already debt free you already were debt free because that's if you just started if you wanted the free education and you already have it and you did the five years, especially after COVID, that shouldn't you that shouldn't be a burden that we would have to people should have to worry about coming out of COVID. And I think that I don't know, this is actually just very depressing. This was one of our most depressing <laughs> topic. I, it just I mean, it doesn't yeah. give me any hope. <laughs> it's just irritating. It's just annoying. It's like I think that I feel like we talk about it, we realize, yeah, it is a problem. It is something that's happening and it shouldn't be a discussion. We shouldn't, like, I shouldn't be having this conversation about why, why do we deserve this? The little that you can give, why do we deserve this? And it's annoying to see at the end of it, it's like, what's the solution? What's the solution for everyone? 
do it be like okay you know what whatever you give the money you give it you don't give it you know the thing about it is it's so funny because the person who's in the white house or whatever right everybody was like gung-ho like i don't know i think you guys keep calling him your uncle biden my daddy said if you ain't related to me you're not my uncle know where you heard these but one of the things i found very funny i mean from the beginning i believe he never said anything about giving student loans but i feel like sometimes people back people up to be their savior even though the person always showed you their true colors but that's all i'm about to say i mean we talked this topic probably to death i'm not sure if you agree with us disagree with us but i don't know it's just depressing the individual amount to each person is depressing let alone the amount in total across the country yeah i can't say i'm 100 percent sure on how or all the steps that we can take for it and i can say this for rachel as well she's not 100 percent sure on how to tackle this but one of the things we definitely need know though is that it needs to be tackled it needs to be addressed And it would be beneficial to this country and to all people within this country, citizens, residents, and others. Well, citizens, residents, you live here. This would have to be one of the most depressing topics we've talked about so far. However, I don't like things to bring me down. I just like my positive attitude and like to be happy. So I would have to say, you know, I think that... Every war is won a battle at a time. Every mountain is climbed one step at a time. I think that if we all come together and we all understand that you have to support each other, whether you benefit from this issue being tackled or solve the next issue, you will need somebody else to support you. So in saying that, in order for us to be overall a better country, I think it one of the main things it would be definitely beneficial to figure out how to manage or forgive completely the student loans. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We definitely would like to hear what you guys think. Send us an email with your thoughts and your point of view at journeyofanr at gmail.com. It's journeyofanr at gmail.com, J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-O-F-A-N-R at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us once again. I'm Armid. I'm Rochelle. Laters. Bye.